Hey everyone, welcome to Capes Declassify, a podcast here to take you on a journey through the secret origins of your favorite superheroes and supervillains. I am your host and continuity connoisseur, Kale Chapman. With that out of the way, let's dive into the origin of Batman, aka Bruce Wayne. Batman and Bruce Wayne first appeared in the 27th issue of Detective Comics in the year 1939. But readers wouldn't find out how and why the Caped Crusader became the figure we know him as today until later on. Readers would not be introduced to the Dark Knight's origin until Detective Comics issue number 33 which was released in November of 1939. This specific issue provided readers with a two-page splash panel elaborating on how Batman became Batman. This same origin would be retold several times, including several famous storylines like Batman Year One. As the story goes, Bruce Wayne was born into a wealthy family of Gotham City socialites. The son of two philanthropists, his father was Dr. Thomas Wayne and his mother was Martha Wayne. Both were renowned for their charity and celebrated by the city for their good deeds. Dr. Thomas Wayne was a gifted surgeon and heir to the Wayne family fortune. Martha Wayne was heir to the Kane Chemicals fortune. One night, when Bruce was young, the Wayne family was walking home from a movie. But upon entering the infamous Crime Alley, they are approached by a nameless mugger who tries to grab Martha Wayne's pearl necklace. Dr. Thomas Wayne shouts for the mugger to leave her alone and tries to ward him off. In response, the mugger shoots Dr. Wayne dead, remarking that Wayne had it coming. Martha is horrified and calls out for the police, for anyone. The mugger shoots and kills her so she'll stop screaming. The young, traumatized Bruce sees it all and is left by the mugger in the alley alone to eventually be scooped up by the Gotham City Police Department. The Gotham City Police Department would never catch the mugger and the murders would become one of Gotham's most notorious unsolved cases shaking the city to its core and furthering the community's already fast-paced descent into a crime-ridden cesspool. Following his return to Wayne Manor, a young Bruce mourns and makes a solemn vow. He swears by the spirit of his parents to avenge their deaths by spending the rest of his life warring on all criminals and all forms of crime. You're listening to Cape Declassified. Stay tuned for the rest of this secret origin. Years pass as Bruce Wayne travels the world preparing to fight his one-man war. He becomes a world-class detective, learning from the smartest minds the world has to offer. He becomes a master scientist, 
and develops advanced forms of technology. He also trains under some of the greatest martial artists in every form of combat. He trains until his body reaches peak human physical condition. Finally, one night after returning to Gotham City years later, Bruce is sitting in his father's mansion thinking about the future. His father's estate left him wealthy and the murders left him famous, a celebrity to the citizens of Gotham. But he needs a disguise. He knows that criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. So this disguise must be able to strike terror into their hearts. He must become some dark, terrible creature of the night. And as if on cue, a huge bat flies through the open window, answering Bruce's question. Bruce declares that this is an omen, and that he shall become a bat. Then was born the world's greatest detective, the Dark Knight, the Caped Crusader, the Batman. Taking advantage of his playboy billionaire persona, Bruce Wayne is able to lead a double life. It gives him the perfect base of operations in an ancient network of caves beneath his family's large estate and an alibi for whenever the Batman may show up. Since his first nights out on the streets, Batman has gone from battling organized crime, mobsters, crime families, robbers, and muggers, to battling full-fledged supervillains. This collection of supervillain adversaries, typically referred to as his rogues gallery, is expansive and is one of the most well-developed, not to mention popular, groups of supervillains in the medium today. It includes such comic book icons as the Joker, Penguin, the Riddler, and Two-Face. Batman would take other heroes in off the streets of Gotham, creating a Batman family. Under the Cape Crusader's tutelage, these heroes would become just as effective in their crime fighting as the Batman himself. The first costumed crime fighter to join the Batman family would be Dick Grayson as Robin, who would appear for the first time. In 1940's Detective Comics number 38, Dick would eventually outgrow the role and become Nightwing before taking on the mantle of Batman during Bruce's absence. The Robin mantle would be passed down to four other individuals, starting with Jason Todd who, after being murdered by the Joker and resurrected in one of Ra's al Ghul's Lazarus Pits, would become the violent, gun-toting vigilante, Red Hood. Tim Drake would become the third Robin for a time before taking on the identity of Red Robin. Stephanie Brown, the daughter of the supervillain Clue Master, followed Tim Drake as the fourth Robin when Tim retired. Eventually, she would return to her original vigilante moniker, The Spoiler, and pass the Robin mantle back to Tim Drake. Finally, the mantle would end up in the hands of Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's biological son. When Dick Grayson becomes Batman, 
and chooses to have Damien as his sidekick. Other members of the Bat family include Oracle, aka Barbara Gordon, the original and still sometimes Batgirl, Catwoman, aka Selena Kyle, The Signal, aka Duke Thomas, who is unique as the only member of the family to operate during the daytime and the only one to have real powers. Batwoman, aka Kate Kane. Batgirl, aka Cassandra Kane, who is unrelated to Kate. The Huntress, aka Helena Bertinelli. Azriel, aka John Paul Valley, and many others. Batman also has an expanded supporting cast of characters that are not costumed crime fighters. Batman traditionally works with his loyal butler, Alfred Pennyworth, and the commissioner of the Gotham City Police Department, Jim Gordon, who is also the father of Barbara Gordon. Batman has also held working relationships with a number of other detectives and beat cops. You're listening to Cape Declassified. Stay tuned for the rest of this secret origin. Batman has assembled and founded teams of his fellow DC superheroes outside of Gotham City. For example, the Justice League, DC's premier team that traditionally takes on world-ending or universe-altering villains where he is an original member in every incarnation. The Outsiders, a specialized superhero strike team founded in the fictional European country of Markovia. The Outsiders roster is made up of heroes that sit outside the mainstream. Another group that Batman would go on to found would be Batman Incorporated, a group that allowed him take his war on crime to the next level by essentially franchising it and drafting, training, and commanding a global team of superheroes who will answer only to Batman. Batman's origin has stayed mostly the same over the years with small tweaks here and there. He has been one of the most consistent comic book characters in terms of continuity and characterization. Chances are that no matter what Batman book you pick up or what Batman movie you go to see, regardless of the writer, the era, or the characters around him, you will probably get a Batman that is very similar to what you have already seen before. I think that this consistency is part of why Batman has endured for so long. It is easy to jump into a Batman book and know who he is and why he is on a mission to end crime in his city. From the beginning, Batman was special because he had no powers. Unlike the already popular Superman, who debuted a year earlier, Batman relied entirely on his cunning and an ever-growing list of gadgets to stop crime in Gotham City. He was primarily a detective, which is something that still shines through in a certain number of incarnations. He became such a good detective that he solved his parents' own murder. 
something just about everyone in Gotham City had given up on solving. Batman revealed the mugger to be a down-on-his-luck petty crook named Joe Chill. Even though Batman accomplishes feats that normal people would struggle to do, he is still purely human. This is another element of his massive popularity. Readers can see themselves in Batman and aspire to those same heights because unlike other heroes, Batman is just a man. What Batman does can be relatable and in some cases attainable. Though he is not quite part of the everyman archetype, he is still a character that is extremely human. His reactions, his emotions, all make him a relatable character that you could see yourself reacting in the same way. You could see the people around you taking the same actions that Batman does in a realistic world. This is what serves to make Batman parallel to other everyman characters in various pieces of media. Both this consistency and this characterization of humanity within the character serve to make Batman extremely popular and alluring. His origin story is something that has captivated readers and viewers alike for years and will continue to do so for years to come. Thanks for tuning in to this issue of Capes Declassified. I have been your continuity connoisseur, Kale Chapman. Tune in later this month for our next deep dive into the origins of another fan favorite comic book icon. You can find more issues of Capes Declassified on Anchor, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Follow us on all of these platforms and on Twitter by searching Capes Declassified. That's C-A-P-E-S-D-E-C-L-A-S-S-I-F-I-E-D. Once again, thank you for joining me, and we will see you next time on Capes Declassified.